before you ordained? What was it that made you want to ordain? When I was a child, my mother and father would take me to the monastery often. They were disciples of Lumpu Cha. As a child, my character led me to enjoy going to the monastery, going to pay respects to the Buddha statues, and I liked to read Dhamma books, the books of Kruba Ajans, the great forest, meditation monks, and reading the history of the life of the Buddha, the Bodhisattvas, the Pacheka Buddhas. I would look for those things that gave my heart faith and confidence. What did your mother and father think of you wanting to ordain? Did they give their permission back then? They didn't want to let me ordain yet. They wanted me to study in Bangkok. Yes, to study in Bangkok first. But my heart already liked this path of Dhamma. I didn't think like others, and others didn't think like me. I didn't think like them. When you were a lay person, were you interested in meditation and Dhamma already? I have been meditating since I was 14 years old. I read books on how to meditate and on training the mind and did it since I was 14. Why did you choose to ordain under Lumpu Cha at Wat Nongpapong? It was my faith in Lumpu Cha. He was a Krubhajan, a great teacher, that the people of Ubon Rachatani respected the most. My father was a disciple of his. My father was manager of Bangkok Bank. He would tell his staff there to drive Lumpu Cha when he needed to go to visit various branch monasteries. And what Tam Sang Pet, a branch monastery, my relative was the one who built it. Whenever Lumpu Cha would go there, the car from Bangkok Bank would take him. In the first period you ordained as a novice, what difficulties did you have? In those days, if you didn't have endurance, you wouldn't be able to survive. In one week, there was only one day where you would get Nampana, afternoon tea. Once in seven days, and just one cup per person. Every morning, by 2.30am, you had to wake up, because at 3am, you would gather for morning chanting. These were the times when Lumpu Cha was still well and would lead the chanting himself, so all the monks and novices, all of them, had to go to morning chanting. When you first met Lumpu Cha, how did you feel? I thought he was my teacher. When my father and mother took me to Lumpu Cha to get permission to ordain, he asked my father and mother, How many children do you have? My mother answered, Five children. So Lumpu Cha asked her, Well then, can I have this child? Pointing at me. So my mother gave me up to be Lumpu Cha's child. After you ordained with Lumpu Cha, what did Lumpu Cha teach you? Lumpu Cha taught us to have patient endurance. He taught us to be resolute and to have diligence in the practice. He said, Lay people who want to gain wealth, money, jewelry, gold, then they need to be diligent. They need to be diligent to work and to save, be frugal and no moderation in using it. Only then will they get money and wealth on the outside. The monks and novices who want to find the wealth that is inner wealth, they need to be diligent in the practice 
diligent in walking meditation and sitting meditation. He said that outer wealth you can give and share with others. Mothers and fathers can give this and that portion of their wealth to their children, but the inner wealth of morality, concentration and wisdom, you have to do it for yourself. The inner peace, you need to gain it for yourself, and it doesn't arise by itself as well. If we don't have outer wealth, others can give it to us. Our mother and father can give it to us. Relatives can give it to us. Our friends and those who love us can give it to us. But the inner wealth in our hearts, that is, the noble wealth, you have to do it for yourself. When you left Wat Nongpapong and went to Wat Mapjan, how was that? I had known Tanajanunan for a long time, since the beginning in 1978 when I first came to Wat Nongpapong. Back then, I was a novice and Ajananan was a monk, and he was very close to Lumpucha, and I got to be close to Ajananan during that period. During the time when Lumpucha's health was declining, there was a monastery in the central province of Lamluka that required an abbot, so Lumpucha decided to send Ajanpiak there. Ajanpiak had ordained the same day as Ajananan. It was around this time that Ajahn Anand had the desire to resolutely and sincerely practice the Dhamma. He had the thought that Lumpur Cha's health was declining and that Lumpur Cha had taught him the essentials of the training of the mind, but he needed to practice in a more secluded place in order to gain further progress in his practice. What Nongpapong was becoming increasingly busy with more and more lay people and monks coming. Ajananan saw that Ajahn Piyak was going to Lamluka, so it felt like it was the right time for Ajahn Anand to go as well. So Ajahn Anand got permission from Lumpucha to go. Back then, I was still a novice, and I went with Ajahn Piyak to Lamluka. Ajahn Anand went to spend the rains retreat at Wat Banmi, a monastery in the Lopburi province. After his stay at Wat Banmi, Ajahn Anand went to spend the rains retreat in Lamluka. After this period, he later went to start Wat Mapjan. I followed Ajahn Anand to go to Wat Mapjan as I felt the monastery in Lamluka was becoming less secluded and the village was encroaching more and more on the monastery. And so since Ajahn Anand had a place at Wat Mapjan, I followed him there. How was the beginning phase at Wat Mapjan? Ajahn Anand led the monks in practice similar to how we practiced at Wat Nongpapong. As to some of the ascetic practices, it was up to the individual's faith and their ability to follow them. Going without sleep, fasting, not speaking. It was in my 7th and 8th rains retreat that I didn't sleep through those 3 month periods. I had vowed not to sleep. My back wouldn't touch the floor, not sleeping. My back wouldn't touch the ground, not leaning on a post as well. This was in my 7th and 8th rains retreat. The time that you were sent to become the abbot at Gengwai Monastery, I heard that you didn't want to go. Back then, I didn't want to become an abbot, because I thought that if I stayed close to a Krubhajan who had Dhamma, knowledge and wisdom, if I was with him and I encountered doubts in the practice, I couldn't get past an obstacle in the mind 
then I would go ask Ajahn Anan. But if I went to be an abbot, then I would still have the duties in regards to training my own mind, but also have to receive the duties of other people, other monks, other lay people. So I would have the duties inside my own mind, teaching it, and I would still have to teach others too. It would become a heavy burden. But because I had respect for Ajahn Anan, I had to go. If I stayed with Ajahn Anan, I wouldn't have any responsibilities to teach others. I would only need to teach myself. I would just have the duty to receive the Dhamma teachings and follow the ways that he taught and trained us, that he received from Lungpu Cha, practice them and investigate them, solve my own problems, and to make the things he taught arise in my own mind. But becoming an abbot, the burdens would increase. If our minds weren't strong enough, then our Dhamma practice would progress slowly. Lumpu Cha had taught, If our mind is good, our practice is good, we have strength. Then, when the lay people come to us, we will be able to lift up their minds to a high place. From those who don't have generosity to having generosity. For those who have no morality to being able to keep morality. And from those who have never practiced Dhamma to becoming meditators and practitioners. But if our mind has no strength, the mind has no Dhamma, no mindfulness, no wisdom, then when we go and get to talk with lay people, they will pull our minds down.